0: So join me now for another empowering chat. So here we are chugging along 2022. And now we're in the month of August. And the theme for August is ease. Ease. So let me tell you what that means. I love looking this stuff up because I, when I think I know what it means, I'm always surprised. So ease means freedom from labor, pain, or physical annoyance, a tranquil, rest or comfort, freedom from concern, anxiety, difficulty, effort, constraint, a quiet state of mind, ease. And when I was traveling this last year in in Italy, we met a man, Salvatore, who when he first met me, I was anxious because of a a train snafu. And he kept saying to me, Tranquil, Suzanne, Suzanne, tranquil. You will be tranquil. Kinda of said it like that. So ease. Where in your life do you find ease? A tranquil rest, a quiet state of mind where you feel free from anxiety and stressors. Ask yourself that question. And the guests that we have coming up this month, I think you're going to find some easy answers. <laughs> okay, I just had to throw that in there. Enjoy the show. So before we dive into this next interview with a, f- a fabulous redheaded friend of mine, I want to talk about travel. Part of this year of 2022 for Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell has been about reemergence. And uh, I really want to encourage everybody to begin to travel, whether it's domestically or internationally. And I personally, myself, during pandemic times have traveled internationally twice. I, we went to France last year, and then this year we went to Italy. And every, everyone has suffered financially um, and spiritually, mentally, emotionally from being locked down, shut down and not experiencing life. And to me, traveling, going to different countries is empowering because I learn so much about myself when I travel. I learn my control triggers, you know, oh my God, am I going to get through security or oh my God, the plane or, you know, to, you know, my experience of being surrounded by people that don't speak English and how fun it is. It's so fun to just sit with a glass of wine on a canal in Venice and listen to Italian being spoken or a beautiful glass of rosé in France and listening to French. But the other piece about traveling internationally is you get to experience human history. The history of the world via that particular area you, you go to, like, for instance, we, this year went to Rome, I, we got to learn about the ancient Romans and their, their theo- theology and belief system. And it's, you know, it's not necessarily ben her, right? So going to personally experience a different country, a different culture enriches you. It helps you grow from the inside out, which is what Empowering Chats is all about, because you get to learn where your boundaries are and aren't. You get to learn what you know and what you don't. You get to learn how other people deal with their humanity when uh, we, well, if you're an American, when Americans have a different perspective. So traveling gives you a brand new perspective. It expands your vision, it expands your idea. And then when you find yourself somewhere uh, close to home, you have those beautiful memories of traveling internationally or domestically. Domestic traveling around the country of origin is also an amazing experience. So here's my friend Lori Howard. So I I am so excited to have this conversation. Uh, This is a a very dear friend of mine who now lives in Provence in France. And she has started a company actually a little bit during pandemic, but she's been working on this for several years. Uh, So I wanna welcome Lori Howard. Lori, thanks for being here. Thank you,
1: Susan. This is more than a pleasure.
0: (laughs) And, And so everybody, Lori's background is her hometown of Lumeron, France? Did I say that right? Yes, we right. did. Okay, yippee! So, um, so I'm really excited, Laurie, for us to talk about this because when uh, Kevin and I visited you, when you had first—I don't know, maybe a year or two after you guys after you'd moved there, um, you had moved there—you gave us the most amazing travel experience. And, um, and I didn't have to do a thing except get in the car and drink some wine and, and go to amazing places. I would never see the wine go to amazing places. I would never go. So, um, this, and I remember when we would have dinner at night, uh, with your husband, Pascal, and I was like, Lori, Lori, this is what you got to do. This is what you got to do. And you, you were already, it was already percolating in the back of your mind. So, so everybody, the company is ideal called- guests. You were the ideal guest because you did. You opened the door, put the bags
1: down and said, give me a Provence experience. And that
0: is exactly what I want to offer. Well, and that's what you do so well. Um, So first of all, let's backtrack a little bit. Let's just give a couple minutes to why you ended up living in France now. Just tell everybody a little bit of your, your amazing romantic backstory. It's all about a boy, I always say. So, uh,
1: <laughs> back, back, back story is I was an exchange student in France when I was 20. And France was always a part of my future plan. However, that was going to realize, I didn't know. And it has now become a very big, important part of my plan. And I met my then boyfriend, uh, Pascal, in university. And uh, we had, you know, kind of that off the grid, (coughs) fabulous love affair. And then life intervened and we, he went his way and had his family. I went my way and had my family. And then, you know, life as, as destiny would have it brought us back together in, uh, in our fifties. And we were really able at that time to then put together a life. Uh, dating for six years, and then we said, "No, no, no! This is going to really have to be put together at some point in time." And so, I did the sell the car, quit the job, sell the house, give the dog to my daughter, and said, "Mommy's going to France." And it <laughs> was the thing that I—I I don't look in the rearview mirror. I when I look in the rearview mirror, I drive, but oh. in my life, I don't look back. It's been the Laurie, best that- adventure
0: and i was with you through a, a lot you know a lot of that whole experience of you know listening to you as your friend and you saying oh my god oh my god should i really do this and and as you just told the story i got chills i just got chills and it, and i wanted you to share your story before we dive into the this new venture because i think it's inspiring to people especially women in their 50s who come out of relationships or marriages going i there's nothing there for me yeah (laughs) right or you know or the thing of go live in a foreign country what are you nuts so and you did this before pandemic you've been there what 10 years
1: no 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 since 2015 so
0: seven yeah so and then pandemic happened and you're in a foreign country and navigating all of that uh you know, and we, and that's a different conversation for another day because we can compare the, uh, the apples and maybe not oranges. Big, big chapter change. And who knows how many
1: chapters we have in our lives, but I was very fortunate in my mid fifties to, to take a leap and a very supported leap because of my husband. And, um, and maybe just because I had a base of French and I had a real will to dive in and make a life here. Um, and, uh, just brave was my, was my moniker for the first year. I had a bracelet that said, be oh, brave yeah. on it. And um, I really followed that as my kind of guide was just to be brave and adventure. I mean, now you look at it and say, how brave can you be? My friend, you know, a dear friend of mine had cancer. I was losing some friends. And I thought, what am I doing in the States? I'm going to run and do this life change. But that's brave to f- battle health. I, you know, jumped into Provence with Rosé and this countryside and this beautiful (laughs) town behind me and a million family and friends who visited me in the first five years. So I, I, you know, I I have to be very humble in saying it wasn't that brave, but still it was a life change and I love, I loved it. It's, it's been phenomenal.
0: Well, I, for one, as a a good friend, am just thrilled that you did that life change um, because then you've now created this amazing uh, travel experience called Pinch Me Provence, and um, and you were telling me you you want it to be you want to have people feel like they're walking in your footsteps as you've learned all these different amazing places in Provence. So let's talk about that a little bit. You, no, you say really you want I, everybody I, to. You say you want everybody to travel like a local. And that was exactly the experience you gave Kevin and I. We we went to some very
1: amazing,
0: out-of-the-way local experiences that I would never have dug up in a million years. So and that's
1: my hope. I mean, I, I can you know walk the tour book walk as well because there's certain you know things that people have to see, Avignon, Arles, Aix-en-Provence, but so much in between is very hidden. And even in the midst of tourism in July and August, I can find places that I feel like I've privatized for my clients because you know where to go, you know what time to go, you know how to order your day. And so, you know, I have really looked at it as being Pinch Me Provence vacation experiences. Um, you know, whether it's an itinerary that I give you that you self-guide, whether it's a day with me and I guide you around, whether it's an entire week vacation that I package together and, you know, we, we do that together. It, it can be so much, but I want people every day to have the ease of entering their day, not 10 hours with the tour book and three hours at breakfast, figuring out what GPS we're putting in and where we're going. Um, so I like to kind of give people those packages that they can be independent or they can say, take the reins, take me around. I want a glass of wine in my hand and you do the work. So it's a a little bit of everything.
0: Yeah, and the thing I enjoyed, Lori, about the experience you provide is that it's intimate. It's intimate. I've been on, you know, I've traveled a lot in the last nine years and I've been on tour buses, you know, with the guide saying over here on the right, is an over there and, you know, and, um, and I love the experience you give because, so everybody, one of the things we got to do is Lori packed us a a French picnic and we drove, uh, well, we were going to go to one particular place, but it was not looking like it was going to be possible. So we just, Lori just pulled over and we walked into a vineyard and we put down a blanket and we opened up a a bottle or two of beautiful French wine and had this most amazing, uh, most amazing meal. You know, and, and Lori, somebody asked me uh, when I was interviewed—I uh, don't know a few weeks ago—what's my, what would be my most favorite meal to have at the end of my life? And I said it has to be a a, a, a croissant with some really good stinky French cheese. That's it, and a bottle of wine. So, uh, so let's talk about the different excursions that you plan because there's wineries, yes. But there's all sorts of other things that you've explored that uh depending on the season that people come it is is fun exactly it is i mean we tie a lot of
1: it to the agriculture the area is full of from uh irises to poppies to lavender to sunflowers you know it just moves through those seasons in the spring to summer we have you know the baby vines that are popping their leaves all the way up to the harvest in august and september um, olive oil, uh, you know, olive oil is huge here. We can do olive harvests. So there's a lot of people I partner with that do experiential things where you can grape stomp like Lucy and Ethel and oh, you wow. can harvest your own olives, and you're just there thinking, this is incredible. Or, or you are there with a lavender distillery and you harvest the lavender and you put it into the still. And if you have children with you, they jump up and down on the still, and everybody walks out with their own essential oil, and you've just seen it from start to finish. So there's lots of things that I like the hands-on aspects. Um, And we do museums, we do some, you know, experiential art, Uh, there's sculpture gardens and art that's projected on the walls of old perched villages. Um, I'm a fan of hidden abbeys and some of the hidden citadels and chateaus from the 11th century that, you know, not everybody goes with an audio guide and a tour bus is there. I like kind of the off the beaten path. Um, but of course there's just some classic villages and markets that everyone goes to and there is reason, there's a reason they go because they're fabulous. So,
0: you know, you and I did a little bit of damage in some of those open air markets. We, yes, we did. I still have my, um, dish towels from Provence. They're my favorite. They, they are the best, you know, and I was thinking, okay, next time I go, I'm buying some more because they're getting kind of raggy now, Lori. But
1: um, so the other thing I I like to dial in to people that that my big thing is to dial in and say, have a conversation. What do you like to do? It's not a questionnaire. We chat. And then I really position things. People, you know, I'm an animal lover. Well, of course, then we're going to get you down to the Camargue to see the black bulls and the white horses and the flamingos and get you right on the beach, you know, or I'm an outdoor enthusiast. Well, let's get you to kayak through the Kalanks on the Mediterranean Sea or I'm an avid hiker, so I have lots of hikes, but you know, I'm an avid cafe girl too, so I can just take you to the places <laughs> where you sit and you people watch and so honestly it really has to be dialed into how people travel and the experience they think they want and then my art I guess is to position those experiences to make sure that you're getting beyond what you ever thought you could see and experience. So that you look and say, oh, pinch me, I can't believe I'm doing this. This is really my week. Or for me, it's really my life.
0: Yeah, I, you know, and the other thing is, um, Ke- so Kevin and I love architecture and history and art. And um, and I know there's some people that don't wanna go in a museum. I, I, I don't understand that. I've traveled with some people like that. And I'm like, you, you, don't, you don't wanna go into the, the Orsay and see this amazing, but um, one of the things you did for us, Lori, is that we still talk about. Ke- my, my spouse, Kevin, is just, he every once in a while pulls out the CDs he bought. Um, you took us to Le Beaux, and that is an ancient village that is on top of a granite quarry or something like limestone. that.
1: Limestone, yeah, it, the limestone quarry that actually built this fort citadel village, chateau. Yeah, like in Um, the Roman
0: times, right?
1: No, no, it was actually built in sort of the 11th 11th century, 12th century, and then continued to be built. But the quarry that was active until the 1930s then went dormant and it was just this big space. And within that space, they have created this immersive art experience that now in fact is traveled to Paris and America the Van Gogh immersive experience was based on Les Beaux de Provence here. So here I think it's, it's rooms and rooms and on the ceiling and the floors and probably a little more explosive than it is in the States, but it's fabulous in the States. And so, you know, people come wanting to see that.
0: Yeah. The Les Beaux experience is explosive and we saw the Van Gogh here in LA and it was gorgeous. It was beautiful. It was just like I felt like I had had an ice cream sundae. It was eye candy to me, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't Lebo. It just wasn't. So, and I, that's, that's the thing I enjoyed, Lori, about everything you do because you, oh, oops, I had to put her down. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and there's her opinion about that. Uh, because you do cater to the individual that's coming. Um, there is also uh, food experiences that you're providing because you're going to, you have been doing some cooking. We got to eat some amazing food that you and, and Pascal made, but you have been doing some cooking, yeah? Yes. With, now, with now I,
1: I, I can add picnics and whatnot to my, um, to my tours, but also we do the cafe experience. We have some nice dinners at night. I have a whole, you know, repertoire of all of my favorite chefs, um, cooking classes. Um, If people have a villa, you know, we can get a chef into the villa as well. But food is a big piece of Provence and whether it's just taking you to my last clients that I had the first day of our tour, I said, I'm not gonna go buy the vegetables and the bread before you come, let's do it together. So they came to my local market and they saw the melons coming down from the field and we bought all the local produce. And then we went to the bread bakery and stood in line because it's my favorite bakery that, you know, has a line out at 10 in the morning. And so those kinds of things where it can be a shop to eat or just to kind of, as you said, walk my steps, you know, we went to the goat farm that afternoon and picked up the tray of goat cheese, but we met, you know, the goats and the ducks and the little rabbits and the horse. And, you know, we kind of had that experience. So it's not as Disneyland as some big wide tours can offer. It's actually very your own backyard and. Well, so, okay. That's so that's awesome. the
0: thing I love. That is why I wanted us to have this conversation about your venture because again, I just got to keep saying it's intimate. It's intimate. Um, but you are also doing, uh, uh, experiences for groups now too, right? So if, if there's a, what's the largest group that you uh, want to plan for? Let me put it that way.
1: My, my average planning group would be six to seven because we all fit in one van. So I like a group of six, a six person. Normally the vans are eight or nine people, a six person van. Everyone is, you know, the three, two rows behind of three people, the chauffeur and I, and I don't like to be chauffeur guide. I am a guide. I focus on you. I want to be able to animate what we're seeing. And I want the chauffeur to concentrate on the crazy roads because they're crazy roads here. And Everybody in July thinks they're part of the Tour de France. And so you've got camping cars and cyclists and everything else that goes by. And my focus is on my guests and a cold van when they arrive, when it's hot and, you know, all of the comfort. So um, six is a great group. I've got quite a few groups of six women, three couples, families, things like that. Um, And then when we get bigger, I just did a wedding event during the week. It wasn't the wedding, but I was in charge of a wedding event and it was for 50 people in Chateauneuf-du-Pape. And so I had, we had to find wineries that could do a 25 person wine tasting, one wow. group that could get us all together at the end. I've got some great caterers. So soup to nuts. I mean, we can get a bus, but usually it is the two, four, six, possibly seven is my ideal. Um, makes it manageable, makes it intimate.
0: <laughs> So I want to say because you've mentioned Disneyland and I and I kind of made a face. I, I, I grew up on Disneyland. I lived, you know, every year we went to Disneyland. But so what you what you provide in Provence is also for families because this is gonna be if you have kids, everybody, and you wanna have an experience out of the country, going and, and working with Lori will give will instill in your children. The um, desire to travel, because that's what my mom did for me and my brother when we were very young. And it just made all the difference in the world. I'm here because
1: my mom took us to Switzerland when I was 11. My inspiration to even know what France was in junior year abroad, who knows that at 11, was my mom took my siblings and I to Switzerland for six weeks, one summer, when I happened to be 11 younger than them and it just put a seed in me to come back, learn French. And, and I, you know, so she's looking down, she doesn't even know that I'm, I mean, she doesn't know that I'm living here because I know she was pulling the strings in heaven, but uh, yeah, she's a big part and family, those trips, as you were saying, those experiences offered to your children are huge. And uh, yes. I do, I, I had fun working with families this summer, last summer, um, taking them to, say, art in, uh, in nature and picking the different um, installations that really related to kids. But the parents are there looking at who the, you know, creators and artists and sculptors are saying, oh, I know this person. Meanwhile, the kids are just taking coins and throwing it at magnets and these hanging crystals. And so it, it's fun to adapt, you know, how can I give children that experience as well when they're with their
0: parents so they're just not bored to tears. Um, right, but, right. Especially when they're in a foreign country where they may not understand the language. That can be daunting for some, some kids. Um, so what else do we need to say, Lori? You know, I think something is people can plan any time of the
1: year. So really, Provence, while, you know, it does get chillier and grayer in the wintertime, um, the hiking is phenomenal. So if you've got a really outdoor active schedule and you're in Michigan and you wanna go someplace where you're not gonna be hiking in snow, uh, really we've had wonderful winters. Um, And so you could hit a week of rain, but you could also hit a phenomenal week where you can hike in places that now in the summertime, you can't. The mountains are closed, we have forest fires. So there's places that you can't hike in the summer and it's just too hot. So I would say every year fringe season is also ideal or every time of the year, Um, March, April, May, September, October, November, you know, those are great times. So people shouldn't be hesitant to travel off season and the deals are off season as well. You know, you've got this between June 15th and the 1st of September, it's busy, it's more expensive, but again, you've got lavender and sunflowers. And so I can't deliver that to you in February. Uh,
0: so there's right. every,
1: every time of the year is the time to come. Planning ahead makes a difference because you have more choices. Some of these beautiful homes that you can rent. And I've got connections with all the different home companies that can rent in every budget. And, and, and that for me is really important too. It doesn't have to be luxury and we're taking out, you know, a loan to come to Provence. So I really oh. want to make sure that it can be in everyone's budget. And the experience that they have is equally as rich because there's a lot of wine tastings. There's a lot of olive oil tastings, things that I can do that are free. You don't have to pay to go in and have that experience. And yet there's others that are very VIP. We really get an hour and a half in the vineyard and with the winemaker and we taste the wine. So, you know, it, it, it has such a spectrum. And I like the week to be that as well is mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, a little bit of, oh, just let's stop in here because we've just passed by it and it's fun and something planned that we really have. And just as you said, one of your best experiences was something we didn't even plan.
0: We just happened to stop right. on the side of the road. The mountains were around us and it was the right spot to picnic. Oh my God, it was gorgeous. And, you know, and, th- and this is the other thing. I know lots of people now because of um, Airbnb and all that stuff. You know, want to find their own place, kind of thing. But what I'm hearing as you're talking, Lori, is it, it it would be oh so useful and valuable if uh, you're planning a trip to to use you as the person that also finds the the place, the home for you to stay in, because then because you know what the excursions are that are going to happen in that area. If you're if you're planning a trip to Provence and you pick an Airbnb in some out of the way place. It, it could be more challenging to find the things that are fun to exactly. do, the out-of-the-box stuff that Lori's talking about. So. Yeah, um, yeah. and I I, mean, I, I, think-
1: I I link my guests with different places. So if they just want a home that they have a room or two in for a BnB, and b they want their breakfast done for them, or if they want that entire villa for themselves, um, you know, I, I can direct them. And exactly that, if you want an experience on the East and the West, and you're going to change, you know, for three nights, three nights, or if you want one week in the middle, I want to be in the town. I want to be steps from a restaurant. There's just, there's so much to offer. And it, it, it cuts the clutter to work with somebody who's a local, but then I definitely send them, you know, I, I don't have that on my site. I'm not the booker necessarily, but I can send them to people that I trust that they have great properties Yeah,
0: and see, that's for me as now. Uh, I guess I can call myself a seasoned traveler now. You are, but you are. <clears throat> as a, as a seasoned traveler, I want to know that I'm going into a place that's not that's not necessarily comfortable, and you know, that's I want to know I'm going to be in a place that's clean, and and what I just learned this last trip uh, it, is that I want the 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 hotel owner or the concierge to be able to explain to me where I need to go to eat or see, or, you know, I want to have that communication. And I don't, I don't want it just to be, you know, I'm putting my head down on somebody else's pillow. And
1: it, it all depends. And it all depends on the independence you want and the support services around you that you want, or you rent a place and, and you've got me to give you those details So it's, you know, there's, uh, Provence has a lot of support, a lot of support, a lot of drivers, a lot of, you know, and I, I can, I even give my, my guests tips on how to drive, you know, the, the bigger, the better, the bigger is not better. You know, they always want, when you get to your car, they want to give you the biggest SUV. Well, the roads are small. You don't want that. It's more dangerous. It's scarier. I don't care what deal they give you on a Mercedes SUV, you know, you 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 might get dinged in a parking lot, you know I mean? So it's, it, it, it is different wherever you are, if you're on big roads or small roads or back roads. Um, nice. So, and I, you know, give people tips on, you know, don't think it's the Autobahn. You don't want to speed here, you know, and, and just be aware. And then th- those are the days where if they've rented a car for the week, they say, we want two days with you. So we're out of the car. We can do those as our wine days and we can really relax And and it's a great idea because two or three days of driving, and then you say, oh, I want to get out of the car for a day and I want someone else,
0: you know, managing it all. Exactly. I mean, not freaking out about, did I miss the turn to the town I want to go to? And how do I turn around? That kind of stuff. Okay. So I work with a lot of women.
1: I work with a lot of women groups that don't want to drive. And so I've got three groups, in fact, uh, in my near future. That are all just saying, you know, it's four women or six women or five women I've got who have all gotten together and said, okay, book it, soup to nuts. We're coming, we want these experiences. We list down, you know, I'm vegetarian, I'm vegan, I'm, you know, this and that. And 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 I can manage that, you know, and that's good. That's I want to see Van Gogh, but I really love Cezanne. And I want to leave at 10 in the morning and I want to hike all day. And so we sort of put all of the wishes together and create a week where these women can have their celebration. They can stomp on grapes together. They can make their memories. Mm-hmm. And, and their focus is that, their focus is each other. Their focus is their bonding. And we kind of deliver the week so that they can enjoy themselves and there's no stress. Because in Provence, there's no stress. There's just
0: rosé. I, I love it. I love it. I, I, it's such a be- beautiful experience, everybody. If you haven't been to France, go. It, I've been three times in the last seven years. Um, if you haven't been to Provence, which I had never been, go because it, it. And like Lori said, it doesn't matter what time of year; it's exquisitely gorgeous. And the people, the people I find uh, are are always willing. They they might there might be a little bit of tude, but that's just because that's the French way, and it's not about you. It's just how they are. You know, they're very. Uh, not they're pr- they're not proud of their away. language. They're proud of their country. Well, they are. And, and
1: we come in proud of our customs, so we don't adapt as well. And the minute you don't adapt, the minute you want you know, a big glass of water with tons of ice cubes and all those things we expect. So there's a few things that I also look at my guests and say, we're not ordering butter. We're not putting a plate of olive oil down to dip your bread in. You, know, you don't have a bread plate. I mean, little things. Don't sit at a restaurant table that has fork, knife, and spoon on it already and ask just for a drink. You know, so there's codes that you have to decode it for a tourist to feel accepted. And yes. um, so yeah, that adaptation is key in any place you travel.
0: And one of the things I found in, in all the different places I've been is if as an American, everybody, if you're American listening to this, if, if, as an English speaker, if you make an attempt at the language, even if you're hacking it to hell, if you make the attempt, then the person that's receiving you, uh, I had one, I had, Kevin and I, we were in X, you dropped us off in an X and um, we sat down at, to have lunch. I was attempting horribly to order from the menu and the and the waiter, the, the garcon was just looking at me and I was like, oh God, did I say something really bad? And then he proceeded to correct my pronunciation. And I instead of being offended, I was like, oh, thank God. So you say it that way? Okay, thank you. And I practiced and I practiced. So when he came back with the food, he's like, you know, he's, he's motioning to the food and, and getting me to say what it is correctly. It was, it was fabulous. But I've also found when you travel to foreign countries and you don't speak the language, the best for me, rule of thumb, is you learn how to say good morning you learn how to say good evening, because if you're shopping, you got to always, always, always greet the, sh- the shopkeepers. It's a sign of respect to walk in and say good morning and look at them, not just walk in and go, where's the sales you know, or whatever. Absolutely. And, and then learn to say, learn to say thank you and please. And, and those four things, those phrases, well, and then maybe where's the bathroom, but. <laughs> and goodbye. We always have yeah, goodbye. There's, there's
1: like three were three ways to say goodbye, but it's true. You you are so right. And I just had guests in last week, and the um, the gentleman looked and just said many feet the whole time, and he enamored everybody. So everybody he'd walk in, and they would say, "How was your wine?" Many feet. "How was your dinner?" Many feet. And, and, and it got to be the big joke of many feet. But I tell you, <laughs> he had every shopkeeper, every restaurant owner, anyone. Just you know. Thrilled because he was so jovial, he was so attentive, and everything was
0: magnifique. Oui, oui. So, Lori, how do people find your uh, Pinch Me Provence uh, so they can book with you? Uh, they can go on
1: www.pinchmeprovence Um My little oui. if, if you see my logo. uh com, and I have a contact form. In my website, that the, so the website will take you through the experiences that I offer, general ways that you can engage and get some inspiration for your holiday planning, uh, and then uh, contact me that way. So that's the best. I'm also on Instagram, so at Lori, L O R I, pinch me Provence. And uh, so I would think those are the two best ways because Instagram really does have a lot of visuals of some of my tours, my daily life. Um, you know, and I, I think that's most of it. It's kind of this integration of my daily life that expresses itself in your vacation.
0: I love it. So everybody, we'll have all that information in our show notes, uh, so you don't have to worry about you didn't write it down or spell it correctly. It, it'll be there, Lori. Thank you so much, my friend, for for this conversation and our time together. And um, I can't I can't wait to uh, see what happens next in your life with this. And I can't wait for you to come back. You and Kevin have to come back and uh,
1: and see the uh, development of where things have gone with Pinchme Provence. So there's more to oui, see.
0: We, 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 we always. Merci, always. Susan. Merci. You A are toi. so welcome. Oh, merci. So I'm just going to end with, and so it is. Namaste. Well, that wraps up our empowering chat today. I hope you enjoyed it, and if you did, go to susanburrell.com. You can. See all of the information about my new book, Live an Empowered Life, A 30-Day Journey. You can also access guided meditations that I have on Insight Timer through the website and just see what else is out there on my site that you might find empowering and exciting to experience. You can also contact me through the website at susan at susanmorell.com. So that's it for today. See you next time.